Art Gutkin is a medical intuitive specializing in Akashic Record Meditation, Energy Healing, and other forms of relief. Through Art Gutkin's integrated regression healing technique, current illnesses that stem from childhood events and emotions are identified, permitting Art to assist in the resolution of the past and healing of the present. Open your eyes to a new outlook on life through Art Gutkin's gift, 888-506-5975 or medintuitive.com. The best way to predict the future is to create it. The Intuitive Life Coach takes a metaphysical approach to life coaching, identifying root issues, accessing key problems, and formulating a highly effective approach and resolution. Through proven coaching techniques, the Intuitive Life Coach will help you to move confidently in the direction of your dreams. Author, counselor, teacher, Ron Ash is the Intuitive Life Coach. Call 424-777-LAWS or connect online at theintuitivelifecoach.me. Mark Analik serves as a full channel, a perpetual conduit linking earthbound souls with those residing in spirit. Learn the significance of life lessons while revealing your life's purpose and step into your magnificence through the abilities of Mark Analik. Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern on the Being Talk Radio Network. Realize your highest truth through the assistance of Mark Analik. 954-647-0914. MarkAnalik at gmail.com. Experience the power of being. Join author and dream interpreter Ron Ash on an infinite journey of enlightenment weekdays from 10 a.m. to noon. Being explores the various modalities associated with self-help and spirituality. Master divine guidance, connect to source energy, and expand your consciousness. For complete show listings, visit beingwithronash.wordpress.com. Do you have a special gift that you'd like to share with the world? Then consider broadcasting your message on BTRN. The Bean Talk Radio Network is local, national, and international broadcasting with powerful programs that enlighten minds and change lives. BTRN hosts are passionate about purpose, motivating listeners to confidently move forward in the direction of their dreams. To host a show on BTRN, call 401-640-GIFT. Become a part of the Bean Talk Radio Network today and contribute to positive change tomorrow. We are BTRN, the Bean Talk Radio Network. I'm Ron Ash, your host, and we are the Being Talk Radio Network, live and local, national and international on great stations worldwide. For a complete list of our affiliates and showtimes, visit us online at mybtrn.com. That's mybtrn.com. You are being with Ron Ash and David Hamilton. Welcome, David Hamilton. Oh, thank you, Ron. It's lovely to be here. I have to say, I really love the feeling of your show. <laughs> Really <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I was just that. listening in. I was just listening in the background, and it just—it's really sweet. It's just really nice and comfortable. Yeah, you know, it 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 really kind of lines up with what we're talking about today. And and there are these uh, mm. choice points in our life. And and I had a choice point, and it was between you know the uh, corporate uh, uh, position uh, that I held, and really kind of saying, wait a second here, something else is going on, and uh, somebody approached me about doing a radio show, didn't know what it was going to be exactly, uh, based it on my uh, second book, Being, and Being with Ron Ash was born, and here we are today. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I, I can relate to that, because I had a big, a similar kind of choice point. I used to work as a scientist in the pharmaceutical industry. I was building drugs for cardiovascular disease and cancer, I mean, literally sticking atoms together. And, and I really felt drawn that like my calling was to 
to write books and to educate people on, you know, the power of mind, the power of the, mind, the power mm. of consciousness. And I started to observe the placebo effect in, in the medical trials. So after four years, I just literally one day resigned from my job and, and set out doing this. It was a major change in my life. So we are at a point now where many people are uh, at this choice point. What yeah. advice would you give them? What advice? Hey, ultimately, I think the world is moving in a direction where it's almost like it's expressing itself with more compassion and kindness, if you could think of it as a whole organism. I would say we're moving in the direction of, of greater amounts of love, compassion, empathy. Uh, and what I always, often, if I almost always say to people is whatever you do, do it with kindness. Mm-hmm. Do it with compassion, do it with fairness and gentleness. And, and I think because we are so interconnected in this world, when we we treat each other with that type of sentiment, then I, I think we contribute to making the world a much better place. Mm-hmm. Now, how did this, uh, I mean, this, there's a book out there, uh, Choice Point, and uh, how did the movie come to be? Hey, it was my good friend Harry Massey, a couple of years ago, he had previously made a film called The Living Matrix, and he decided that he wanted to make one that was really about changing the world. And he'd read, he'd read one of my books, and he'd read a number of other similar types of books, and he decided to interview a, a number of us, uh, including some very, very well-known people like Desmond, Archbishop Desmond Tutu and, and Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Soul, mm-hmm. Barbara Max Hubbard, and, and a number of other people and he really just went around the world interviewing them and asking them the same types of questions about how to make a difference in the world. And most people seem to converge on the overall philosophy about being a good person and also that as we we change the world by changing uh, ourselves. And and when, I, when Harry interviewed me, we, it turned out that we were very much on the same page. And, and being a previous author myself, Harry asked if I would, would write the book with him. So that's that's how the book really came out of, of the film. Oh, so, so it was a, actually the opposite. The book came from the film. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, it's funny, but the film was supposed to come first and then the book, but it turned out the book actually came first. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, it was supposed to be the, the other way around. It was supposed to be the film... And the, the film was supposed to come out in February, and the book was going to come out just a few weeks later. But what happened is Harry got the opportunity to interview some really amazing extra people, and so he decided to hold back the film until all those interviews were done and, and all the stuff was cut back in to the film. So the book came out first, and it actually helped to helped with the overall structure of the film. So they are quite similar, except that the book goes into the context and a the concepts in a lot greater depth, but the actual the, the sentiment is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, as the human race, are really at a choice point right now, aren't we? Uh, absolutely, definitely, and you, and you can see it. I mean, when I, I give talks and seminars, I, I find so many people individually uh, are are facing over just the last year and, and currently more personal crises than any other time in the world and it's no surprise because we are we are all, we are so interconnected that you see global sets of crises all facing us where you know we have the you know the the banking crashes the financial crisis over here in, in the UK where I I'm based you know we have massive uh, currency problems with the euro and we have you know the collapse of some of the european countries almost and then you have all the upheaval in the Arab world, and everything is happening globally. But it's almost like it's a projection of what's happening internally in each and every individual person. Yeah, very true. There's an internal yeah. turmoil that is kind of uh, you know, showing itself externally in uh, yeah. world events. And, and, and what is the best course of action as far as uh, changing that? It's really a flow of energy, isn't it? Absolutely. And, 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 you know, what I personally feel is if we look to solve our own crises and problems in a way that can help other people in the process, even if that comes down to just saying, can I, be, can I show a little more empathy? Can I show a little more understanding? So maybe I have this difficulty, this challenge in my life, but could I this time look in and think of in the process of solving this difficulty in my life, could I look out for other people? Could I be a little bit more compassionate in the process? And it might be as I do that, then 
if the world in some way is a projection of ourselves, then we might see more of that type of attitude spreading in the world and, and some of the global sets of problems being solved with more empathy and compassion and fairness and, and a greater a, a greater a benefit really to everyone. And because I think so much of the time the world has been ran so much based on, on this concept we talked about in Choice Point, the, the love of power. And, and if we can turn it on its head and say, wouldn't it be great if the world ran and all the, the systems in the world were really powered up by the power of love? And mm -hmm. therefore, that begins in each and every one of us in how we deal with our own difficulties and challenges and, and lead our own lives. Is there a power struggle going on right now between the powers that be and this uh, the, the, the people that are... Uh bent on uh, a transition to a, uh, a better, more loving world. Yeah, I, I definitely see a, a transition because, I mean, if you look at so much of the financial crisis and you've had like, banks crashing, and one of the things we talked about in Choice Point is that as the world is evolving and it's our consciousness that's evolving and that's buying all of this, that's linked with all of this, and as that's happening then many of the old systems that are based on the love of power that served a few and really didn't look out for the many. Many of these systems are collapsing because it's almost like the new consciousness, the new energy doesn't support them anymore. Mm -hmm. They're really collapsing. And, and, and really the solution for these big systems is to find a way of making them work that serve the best interests, that genuinely serve the best interests of people. And when they can find a way of moving forward that's in the genuine best interests of people, and I think, think these these systems will thrive, and you might well see that a lot of the big ones will collapse and new ones will emerge that really are looking out for the best interests for other people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I look at it and, and uh, look back at 2008 and the collapse of the banks and um, the effect yeah. that it has had on my neighbors and, you know, other people that I uh, speak to uh, around the world. And uh, it's odd to say, but it seems to me that it was actually a good thing because uh, many people have shed a lot of the stuff that has yeah. kind of clouded them and uh, held them back. And they've really identified with what is really important uh, in their lives. Absolutely. And, and, and you know... Even if you look at evolution, you can see this kind of thing happening. Like, like when, when a species is faced with a crisis, then the way that it evolves is, is into a higher form. Mm -hmm. It's through like cooperation. It's through like helping out, like help type of overall. You could brand that as helping behaviour. So in our in our own lives, then when we're faced with crisis and we find a way through it, we usually find that it's stretched our own consciousness and it's moved us into a higher place. Just that in nature, helping behaviour is an expression of higher consciousness. So in our own lives, we find that circumstances almost shunt us into to a better place and at the time obviously it doesn't look like a better place it, you know it's really really tough but when we do come out of the other side of it we we really are in a much better place and I, I can look at, at my own life and, and that I, I went through depression in the past and things were really really difficult I and mean, really really tough I mean I used to get out my I used to finish work and drive home as quick as I could mm -hmm. and open the door uh, lock the door draw the curtains lie on the floor and cry and, and I did that for months, and I, I couldn't see a way out. Everything just seemed dark. But, you know, my, my breakthrough came, actually, when my mum used to keep phoning me up and, and saying, I think there's something wrong, and you're not telling me. She just seemed to be able to sense it. And finally, yeah. when I opened... Yeah, and, and finally, I opened up to my mum, and she and she said, right, you're, and I told her I was, how I was feeling. She said, right, you're, you're coming home now. And I drove 250 miles. Uh, and my, my healing journey began when I allowed my mum to care. And allowed her to be my mum, but that what that overall experience did is that that is actually what facilitated me leaving the pharmaceutical industry, leaving my job, because at the time, obviously, I was in a secure job, and, and I wouldn't have thought of doing anything else because I, this was money. It was how I paid the mm. bills. But but that that turning point through that real deep depression when I, I allowed my mum to care, that was my beginning of the journey out, and gradually. As, my, as I started to feel better, my mind became clearer and I could see that my future did not lie in the job that I was in, that my future actually lay in the type of job that I do now, which is really writing books and, and giving talks. Uh, and, you know, so, so it, for me, even though it was an extraordinarily difficult situation, it absolutely worked out for the best because it brought me to a place that I don't think I would have got to 
had I not been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm. A while back, we had Greg Braden on. He had just uh, uh, published his book, Deep Truth, and he uh, spoke yeah. of uh, mutual cooperation that, in fact, the human race is more geared towards mutual cooperation than uh, war and the so-called survival of the fittest. What are what are your Absolutely. thoughts on that? I, I, I totally agree. In fact, see, just before I go into it, can I just say something about Greg? I, I met Greg. We did an event together with Louise Hay and Cheryl Richardson and Susie Orman. It was in New York City a couple of years ago at the Javits mm-hmm. Center. And I had never met Greg before. Uh, you know, and people often say there's some authors who really live their principles. Uh, and I'd explained to Greg that I'd never spoken in front of 2,000 people before. Because UK audiences tend to be about 10 per- about you know, 10% of the size of US audiences yeah. in the field. <laughs> and, and I said I was a wee bit nervous. And, and Greg had never, we'd never met. And mm-hmm. he said to me, so you know what he did? Instead of... You know, he had other things to do that day, but after he did his talk, he stayed around till mine, and he sat at the back of the stage and prayed for me for the mm-hmm. entire 90 minutes. And I thought, what a lovely, lovely, genuine person, because we'd never met him, he didn't have to do that. Yeah, but but coming back to your question, uh, uh, you know, I, I absolutely agree with that, because evolution by natural selection is the process that... that evolution takes place with and I think the business community at large has got the wrong idea and it's mm-hmm. all about this survival of the fittest and it gives them this ex- it gives many people this excuse to to be selfish and self-serve and say well you know all everyone suffers blah 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 and just taking advantage of people and, and that isn't actually how evolution works it's a misinterpretation of it. actually our species thrives and it has over hundreds of millions of years by helping each other out. And if you have to look at it, like, if you imagine you have a gene and you have, you know, two people in a tribe or who are part of different tribes, and one has a gene that causes them to cooperate, to help other people, then they will end up being part of a community where everyone's cooperating and helping. So therefore, they're more likely to thrive and survive over some of the difficult times. But the other person who has a gene, not for cooperation, but really just to be selfish and look after himself. Now, if he was part of a group, then everyone's looking out for themselves. And that group's never really going to thrive through the long periods of time where you can't just walk down to the supermarket to get food. Mm -hmm. People really need to be helping each other out. So eventually what happens is person number two's genes get lost from the gene pool because they can't really thrive over large amounts of generations. Person number one, who has the genes for cooperation and sharing and helping and kindness and compassion, Mm -hmm. his genes are preserved, so nature selects them. So what you find is over millions of years, the entire human genome is built on on this capacity, this need to cooperate. In fact, there's an actual gene that's that's been identified. It's called the oxytocin receptor gene. And it's one of the oldest genes in the human genome. It's 500 million years old, believe it or not. And what they find is there's 15 variants of it. So if you think of a gene variant as a, a, a shade, a color, so let's say the oxytocin receptor gene, which is actually one of the genes involved in a person's capacity or likelihood to show kindness to someone who's suffering. And, and so there's 15 shades of it. So let's say it was pink. So at one end of the spectrum, you have a very light-colored pink, and at the other end, you have a dark-colored pink, almost red. And it turns out that the variant of the gene that you have is linked with your likelihood to show kindness to someone in need. And what this actually shows us, ultimately, is that to be kind and to cooperate and help each other is actually wired into the human genome. It's actually who we are. We're not Mm -hmm. wired to be selfish. We we really are wired to be kind and to help each other out. And, and, And if we live our lives with that as a guiding principle, then we're actually much, much healthier. Mm-hmm. Well, we see it often in, in uh, emergency situations. We saw it on uh, 9-11 with the Twin Towers, how people just kind of uh, banded together. Uh, we yeah. saw it uh, most recently um, on the East Coast with the Hurricane uh, Sandy yeah. coming in strong. People just bonded together to help very quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's people's natural tendency. It's what we're wired to do. So when you hit crisis situations, it's a default mode. You know, someone's suffering, it's a default, you just, you want to help them. And, and, and it's just what we do. And, 
you know, and I think when the world is faced with crises, you will use like it is now. We, what we've started to see is more of this default mode coming out. So we're seeing a greater spread of love and, and compassion and kindness in the world, even though it doesn't look that way if you watch the primetime news bulletins. But if you actually look into what's really happening in the world, mm-hmm. it's far, far more helping and kindness that, than, than I think there's ever been before. Absolutely. All right, we're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be back with more David Hamilton. And we're talking about Choice Point, the book and the films. See you in a few. Hold tight. way to predict the future is to create it. The Intuitive Life Coach takes a metaphysical approach to life coaching, identifying root issues, accessing key problems, and formulating a highly effective approach and resolution. Through proven coaching techniques, the Intuitive Life Coach will help you to move confidently in the direction of your dreams. Author, counselor, teacher, Ron Ash is the Intuitive Life Coach. Call 424-777-LAWS or connect online at theintuitivelifecoach.me. Art Gutkin is a medical intuitive specializing in Akashic Record Meditation, Energy Healing, and other forms of relief. Through Art Gutkin's Integrated Regression Healing Technique, current illnesses that stem from childhood events and emotions are identified, permitting Art to assist in the resolution of the past and healing of the present. Open your eyes to a new outlook on life through Art Gutkin's gift, 888-506-5975 or medintuitive.com. Psychic medium Catherine Glass has a delightfully pleasing, empathetic approach that significantly contributes to her ability to advise, heal, and guide. Allow Catherine Glass to help you resolve life's issues through spirit communication, psychic intuitive readings, or reconnective healing. Be inspired by Catherine Glass, Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Being Talk Radio Network. Counselor, healer, teacher, Catherine Glass, psychic medium, 978-369-9228 or catherineglass.com. Get pain relief now. Dr. Amy Westrick understands what you're going through. Nothing matters more than getting out of pain. Spinal adjustments, physiotherapy, and massage therapy are all treatments available at Eastside Chiropractic Center, Incorporated. Specialized care, provider recommended, soothing results. Eastside Chiropractic Center, Incorporated, 511 Broadway, Providence, Rhode Island. Call 401-453-BACK or visit Dr. Amy Westrick online at drwestrick.com. Bridge the gap between earth and the spiritual plane of existence. Join author and psychic medium Joseph Labrudo III on a multidimensional journey of transformation every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on Being with Ron Ash. Communicate with a deceased loved one, the Ascended Masters, Spirit guides, angels, and other spiritual beings, or ask Joseph about your career, relationship, or life path. There is more to life than what we know. Find the answers at www.psychicmediumjoseph.com. Rhode Island Natural Awakenings Magazine is the perfect resource for those seeking a healthy, natural lifestyle. In every free monthly publication, you'll find practical, cutting-edge information on natural health, nutrition, personal growth, green living, creative expression, and more. Find Natural Awakenings wherever free magazines are found. Read it online at rinaturalawakenings.com or call 401-709-2473. Feel good, live simply, laugh more. Rhode Island Natural Awakenings Magazine. Reach out and communicate with your loved ones on earth and in spirit via Diane Gian Lorenzo. Join Diane Gian Lorenzo, spirit communicator for humans and animals, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Bean Talk Radio Network. Accurate, therapeutic, healing. Call Diane Gian Lorenzo, pet psychic, at 386-308-1356 or visit dianegianlorenzo.com. Westside Yoga is the premier yoga center committed to the integration of body, mind, and inner spirit. Whether you choose to participate in a single class for $10 or sign up for two weeks of unlimited classes for $35, Westside Yoga will help increase flexibility, alleviate stress, and improve memory and balance. Westside Yoga, 511 Broadway, Providence, Rhode Island. Visit westsideyogari.com or call 401-228-POSE. Westside Yoga, Yogana. Feel great. 
Capture the essence of the moment. Discover the possibilities for your future. The Tarot Life Coach uses an ancient form of counseling known as the Tarot to help you find the answers to life's many questions from an intuitive, spiritual perspective. Join psychic medium Tanya Melendez for the Tarot Life Coach Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Being Talk Radio Network. Romance, career, finance. Find the answers at www.tarotlifecoach.com. Experience the power of being. Join author and intuitive life counselor Ron Ash on an infinite journey of enlightenment. Being explores the various modalities associated with self-help and spirituality. Master divine guidance. Connect to source energy and expand your consciousness. For a complete list of our affiliate stations and showtimes, visit beingwithronash.com. Welcome back. You are being with Ron Ash and David Hamilton. We're talking about Choice Point. We were discussing uh, mutual cooperation versus survival of the fittest. And uh, I, I find it so fascinating. I mean, everybody's gone through this uh, financial uh, turmoil, which started with the uh, banks failing in 2008. But when you look at the numbers, it, it's quite amazing that you'll find, um, and uh, when I say billionaire in this uh, context, we're talking about uh, 1.5 billion dollars uh, net worth or more. We actually have 700 more billionaires uh, in the world than uh, previous to 2008, where there were only 50. Wow, that's a credible statistic, isn't it? Astonishing! <laughs> yeah. I had no uh, idea. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, I don't know how that, that's... Well, I think what we're seeing, what we have been seeing is a bigger division, I guess, between the rich and the poor, aren't we? You know, there's, you know it's just the way things have been working, but I, I, do, I don't know whether it's going to change you know, those types of numbers, but mm-hmm. out with that, there is definitely an ex, you know, a growth, a massive growth, as well as that, maybe at the same time, if not more powerful, in people exercising their own kindness and compassion. You know, it's you know, regardless of those individual types of statistics, I, I I definitely see whether we see it on the mainstream news or not, we definitely see a growth in in who people are being, returning almost to themselves. You know, almost as if it's like a saying, if we're seeing more of this stuff, then we have mm-hmm. to show more of ourselves as well. You know, yeah. almost to balance it up. Do you think it, it's a it's a hoarding type of thing that that many of these uh, you know billionaires uh, realize that things are changing and they're just kind of trying to grab what they can and hold on to it? They're not really sure what to make of this. Do you know I never thought of that, but that that makes a lot of sense. You know, because there is a lot of research that shows that we can you know I, mean, I think we all know that we can sense the future uh, mm-hmm. before it occurs, and you know I've I've written on that myself uh, quite a lot about some of the research. But I think intuitively many of these people, yeah, they might well have saw it coming or had a sense of something coming. So maybe it is just a hoarding thing. You know, there's a major crisis coming and many of the systems, that, the old power systems are collapsing. So I better hold on to mine. So what mm. you're seeing is this explosion in the number of people with tons and tons of money put away. It's almost like they're trying everything they can to get hold of every penny they could because mm-hmm. they, they can sense the turmoil and the changes that, that are occurring right now. Yeah. Um, excellent perspective in the uh, book chapter one uh, the common thread you talk about the fractals in nature and in the cosmos Mm. can you elaborate on that yeah there's a science called chronobiology and it Mm -hmm. basically describes how cycles in nature can drive our biological processes and you find that cycles in nature are fractal. And what the term fractal means is the same things repeat itself in larger and larger, smaller and smaller scales. So, for example, you have a, the vibration of subatomic particles. They pop in and out of existence. So you have this up, down, in, out, cyclic 
kind of thing. And you scale it up and you get atoms and atoms, you know, spin around and you move it up again, even up to the level of of the human body. And we breathe in and we breathe out. You know, the heart beats in and the heart beats out. We even walk in and out kind of thing. And we sleep and we wake and we sleep and we wake. And you move it up and then you get the solar system and the planets rotate around the solar system. The sun rotates around the galaxy and everything is the same. It's this repeating cycles of repeating patterns in different and different fields. When you come to our level, <coughs> you can see how many of our biological processes are driven by these cycles in the cosmos. So we're so intimately part of of the cosmos. The way to look at it is as the earth as the sun moves across the sky during the day, that that's driven by the earth spinning. So it's not really the sun that moves across the sky, it's the earth that spins. Mm-hmm. So in this cyclic motion. But as the earth spins it changes the concentration of sunlight that strikes the retina and that's absorbed by the skin. And that actually switches on and off in a cyclic fashion, a little gene in the brain called the clock gene. And it stands for circadian, like circadian rhythms, circadian locomotor output cycles kaput. And basically it goes on, off, on, off. And that produces and switches off, produces and switches off the hormone melatonin, which causes us to sleep and wake. So here you have a physical experience in our lives, the sleeping and waking, sleeping and waking, that's actually driven by a cosmic process. Mm -hmm. So the point that we're making is that you cannot actually disentangle human physiology or even human behavior from cycles in the cosmos. So if you extend that a bit, then what you see in life is many many events in life repeat themselves, and you see the same pattern in a fractal sense that repeats itself over and over and over again. So we see you know, in our own lives, many of us can relate to, th- to that type of thing, like, I've been here before and I'm back in the same place again. You know, I thought I'd dealt with that issue. But actually... We have you had dealt with the issue. You're just up a level. So rather mm-hmm. than things cycling around, it's more like a spiral, and the spiral's going up and up and up to higher consciousness. But we we repeat the same types of things over and over again, almost like we're mirroring uh, natural cycles in nature, which in, which all, all, also are spiraling. The same cycle is repeating itself in a larger and larger scale. So in our own lives, we see the same thing. You see on a global level, you see political swings back and forward. You know, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. You know, over in the UK, we see a, a liberal, conservative, liberal, conservative. It's the same type of thing. And you even see rises and falls of civilizations over hundreds and hundreds of years, rises and falls. You even see fashion trends back and forward, back and mm-hmm. forward. And many, many of these things are, are, are cyclic. And the same thing repeats itself because we are so intimately connected to nature. So that's what we were getting at as the common thread that there is this cyclic or this pattern that repeats itself all the way through our lives. And this is how we, we came up with the term choice point, because as a cycle repeats itself and it comes back to the same place again, there is a window of opportunity called a choice point that exists just as the last, the old cycle ends and the new one begins. So look at this on a global scale. We have the old cycle that seems to be serving the few, the, the, the love of power. And you clearly were coming to the end of that cycle because all these power systems are collapsing. Mm. We now have a window of opportunity globally called, and in our own lives called a choice point. Just as the old cycle is ending and the new one is about to begin, when, we have an, when our choices have the greatest potency to affect the next cycle before it, before it begins. And this is why we are, the film's out now and we're urging people in their own lives to look at your own challenges in life and say, how can I be kind? And can I show more kindness, more empathy, more gratitude? Can I be more love here? If, if I had to say, could I infuse my life and how I treat people with a little bit more love, with higher consciousness, then that will impact the cycle more than it might have done 10 years ago because we are at this crucial choice point. And the point is in our lives because natural cycles have, mm-hmm. have, have brought us back to this crucial point in time. You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of uh, regular guests as uh, psychics and mediums on the show. We yeah. talk often and uh, I bring up a couple of things that uh, I've been going through and, and some of these things have repeated themselves in the past as far as synchronicities go. Uh, with yeah. numbers, and when I tend to see the synchronicities around the clock, uh, 111, uh, 222, 333, and you know, uh, um, numbers ending in 11 throughout the day, 
Um, yeah. And I hear, and, and, and psychic readings, I want to be clear, and, and all my psychics agree with this, they're not predicting the future. They're actually reading your current flow of energy and determining where you're going based on that. And that can be changed at any time. Um, however, I have been told by uh, uh, three of uh, the uh, psychics on the show, and it uh, confirms what I have seen as far as patterns of synchronicities in the past via the numbers that a door is opening for myself as well. Yeah, and this yeah. is happening for many people. And as uh, we said, this uh, our uh, race as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it it's coming to this. You know, I, I really believe that you know the Mayan calendar, which ends on, on the twenty first of December, twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. I never really believe that that's the end of the world, but it's the end of a natural cycle in nature. I mean. In our society, we have we have arbitrary cycles that we mark an arbitrary period of a decade as ten years, and a century as a hundred, and mm-hmm. a millennium as a thousand. But that has actually no bearing on real time. Real time is marked by cosmic processes and cosmic cycles. So the Mayans charted their calendar by following actual real cycles in nature. So it's no surprise, really, and I find this really fascinating that the Mayan calendar which charts a large cycle of thousands and thousands of years is coming to an end on the 21st of December 2012 and a new cycle is beginning and I think this is so synchronistic because we're in this period of time this crack between the worlds as they say where what opportunities are opening for higher consciousness windows are opening you know uh, things are changing very very fast globally collectively in our own lives as well and and it's it's amazing that you have this natural cycle that's so aligned with what's happening in our own lives. And I really do believe that we've been invited to go up a level in the spiral. And up a level for us, I believe, is higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, you know, and it's funny you're talking about the numbers because my 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 little car. We we love our car. It's a, a little mini, and it's done over a hundred thousand miles. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed when I was pulling in recently, and my eye just caught attention, and it was reading 111,000 miles, 111, and then the individual small one was reading 101 point, sorry, 111.1. So we had we had 10 ones right across <laughs> the numbers. And, <laughs> and I thought, my, I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, what, what are the, the yeah. chances of that? So many times I, I yeah, pull I mean, into the driveway and the odometer is giving a, a reading of like numbers or numbers with 11s. And, and I used to uh, bring it up to my wife and my kids. And now it just happens so frequently. Um, I I don't bring it up anymore. I just notice it and I, you know, I, I, I thank my angels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. And I do, I do very much the same. You know, and it's funny because, you know, as I say, I used to be a scientist in, in the pharmaceutical industry, and I still have some colleagues that are in that vein. And yet, and I talk a completely different language to them mm-hmm. because, you know, they they had this. It used to be what I call knee-jerk skepticism to all this kind of stuff. But it wasn't that they knew anything at all about the subjects. It just didn't sound right. You know. So what I just what I decided to do a long time ago was do my best to find absolutely solid science that can mm-hmm. back up everything that I say. And then when the people, sceptical colleagues and friends look at it, it's difficult to pick holes in them. So I find myself talking about this kind of stuff, but actually backing up and saying, well, you know what, there is actually some real proper understanding of this. And when I find I explain it to them, they're, they're far more accepting. So now mm-hmm. people just get used to me talking in this type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you talk about, um, in the book, dancing in time with the music and understanding the patterns uh, in your life. And it's very much what we're talking about right now, being in the yeah. present, um, you know, getting in the flow and uh, understanding that these cycles are patterns and uh, when it's time to uh, make a choice. Yeah, absolutely. And And the... You know, dancing time with the music, what we're getting at there is there is a right time for everything. And I think personal transformation, there is a right time for that. And real, proper personal transformation as we try to stretch our own consciousness, a brilliant time for that is right now. You know, an absolutely wonderful time for that is right now. And and what happens is if there is a cycle that's coming to an end and a new one's beginning, so there's a direction, it's almost like a current in a river. If mm-hmm. like. So we're on, on a big wide river and we have a small boat each and we have a paddle. So we can paddle to the left and paddle to the right. 
But if, whenever we paddle onto a current, we're actually taken by the current, so we, it's much less effort to get to wherever the current's going. Mm-hmm. So dancing in time with the music recognises that at this particular time, there is a current taking us to higher levels of consciousness. And so as we lead our lives from that perspective, then we're paddling to the current. So we've been taken with it and swept up with it, and we experience all the blessings that, that come with it, and we get there faster because the current happens to be at this particular point in time. It happens to be right right here, right beside everyone, and it's very, very strong. Very, very strong. You, you know, it's interesting because... Uh, these things are constantly uh, occurring in nature and our, our egos, our minds kind of have our own idea about how to get from point A to point uh, B. And it reminds me of a uh, uh, situation that happened to a friend of mine. He had invited me uh, fishing at his camp and we were fishing at the shore. It was very difficult. Uh, there was a steep incline. You couldn't really place a chair there. And, um, you know, it was difficult to cast your line out because there were abundance of uh, small trees and brush at the shoreline. And I saw two boats there, and I, I said, Look, listen, Al, why don't we take the canoe out? Oh, no, no, I catch more fish here. Um, I said, well, come on, let's go. We can paddle around. It'd be nice to explore the uh, uh, lake a bit also. Oh, no, no, no. So he kept going on, and I was like, there's got to be something more uh, going on here. It turned out that last time he took the canoe out fishing, he had fished uh, most of the afternoon away, and it got to the evening hours, and the uh, wind had picked up, and he looked uh, forward, and he saw his campsite, and he began to paddle into the wind. So uh, he, the, the harder he paddled, the deeper he put his paddle into the water, the higher the front of the canoe um, went in the air until eventually he was uh, in a battle with the wind, mm. with nature. And it flipped the canoe right over in the middle of the pond. Um, mm. So, you know, sometimes in, in, in the hand of God, so to speak, comes in and says, no, you need to go in the other direction. If only he put his yeah. paddle down, the wind would have pushed him into the shoreline, and there was no wind there. He could have easily paddled back uh, to the camp. But we, we had this tendency, and, and as we discussed uh, economically earlier, uh, people think there is a certain way to achieve uh, peace, to achieve happiness, to achieve safety, and they tend to attach that to an abundance of finances, a huge mm. abundance. I have to win the lottery. You know, I have to have a job making, uh, you know, six figures plus a year in order to be happy. All these things, all these things that have been taught to us, but they're all being redefined now, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you, you get it so right there. I so agree with that, that when you stop paddling against nature, mm-hmm. nature is saying, well, we're going this way. And mm-hmm. when, we, when we let go and just go with this, with this flow, with this current, then, you know, life is so much better and you find that a lot of the things you're striving for and wanting, it doesn't have the same meaning now because in the current itself, it's mm-hmm. you understand that it's who you're being as a person that matters so much more than everything else. And as you beat that person, then all the things you were really looking for were always there, you just hadn't noticed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, we're going to have yeah. to take a, another break we'll be back with more david hamilton we're talking about choice point we'll be back in a few hold tight Yoga is the premier yoga center committed to the integration of body, mind, and inner spirit. Whether you choose to participate in a single class for $10 or sign up for two weeks of unlimited classes for $35, Westside Yoga will help increase flexibility, alleviate stress, and improve memory and balance. Westside Yoga, 511 Broadway, Providence, Rhode Island. Visit westsideyogari.com or call 401-228-POSE. Westside Yoga, yoga na. Feel great. Are you seeking guidance and clarity in your life? Internationally known psychic medium Sherry Hobson can guide you to a brighter future. Access your Akashic Records revealing soul patterns that will help enable you to change your life. Or connect to your angelic guidance, spirit guides, or those who have crossed over. Schedule your private session today at 760-521-2027 or at SherryHobson.com. 
The best way to predict the future is to create it. The Intuitive Life Coach takes a metaphysical approach to life coaching, identifying root issues, accessing key problems, and formulating a highly effective approach and resolution. Through proven coaching techniques, the Intuitive Life Coach will help you to move confidently in the direction of your dreams. Author, counselor, teacher, Ron Ash is the Intuitive Life Coach. Call 424-777-LAWS or connect online at theintuitivelifecoach.me. Art Gutkin is a medical intuitive specializing in Akashic Record Meditation, Energy Healing, and other forms of relief. Through Art Gutkin's Integrated Regression Healing Technique, current illnesses that stem from childhood events and emotions are identified, permitting Art to assist in the resolution of the past and healing of the present. Open your eyes to a new outlook on life through Art Gutkin's gift, 888-506-5975 or medintuitive.com. Mark Analik serves as a full channel, a perpetual conduit linking earthbound souls with those residing in spirit. Learn the significance of life lessons while revealing your life's purpose and step into your magnificence through the abilities of Mark Analik. Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern on the Being Talk Radio Network. Realize your highest truth through the assistance of Mark Analik. 954-647-0914. MarkAnalik at gmail.com. Do you have a special gift that you'd like to share with the world? Then consider broadcasting your message on BTRN. The Bean Talk Radio Network is local, national, and international broadcasting with powerful programs that enlighten minds and change lives. BTRN hosts are passionate about purpose, motivating listeners to confidently move forward in the direction of their dreams. To host a show on BTRN, call 401-640-GIFT. Become a part of the Bean Talk Radio Network today and contribute to positive change tomorrow. We are BTRN, the Bean Talk Radio Network. Get pain relief now. Dr. Amy Westrick understands what you're going through. Nothing matters more than getting out of pain. Spinal adjustments, physiotherapy, and massage therapy are all treatments available at Eastside Chiropractic Center, Incorporated. Specialized care, provider recommended, soothing results. Eastside Chiropractic Center, Incorporated, 511 Broadway, Providence, Rhode Island. Call 401-453-BACK or visit Dr. Amy Westrick online at drwestrick.com. Rhode Island Natural Awakenings Magazine is the perfect resource for those seeking a healthy, natural lifestyle. In every free monthly publication, you'll find practical, cutting-edge information on natural health, nutrition, personal growth, green living, creative expression, and more. Find Natural Awakenings wherever free magazines are found. Read it online at rinaturalawakenings.com or call 401-709-2473. Feel good, live simply, laugh more. Rhode Island Natural Awakenings Magazine. Experience the power of being. Join author and intuitive life counselor Ron Ash on an infinite journey of enlightenment. Being explores the various modalities associated with self-help and spirituality. Master divine guidance. Connect to source energy and expand your consciousness. For a complete list of our affiliate stations and showtimes, visit beingwithronash.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Being with Ron Ash, and we have guest David Hamilton. We're talking about Choice Point, the film and uh, the book, and uh, it's interesting, David, because so many people are awakening um, at this time. It's funny, too. I just brought you in, and it said 555 on your uh, little time (laughs) timer there on the uh, switchboard there, and uh, that actually means huge changes are rumbling in your life. Uh, you know, wow. get ready for some big uh, uh, switches, and, and that's exactly what we're talking about uh, as far as yeah. uh, Choice Point goes. It's just another example. But so many people call every day, and they are awakening to a lot of their six senses. 
um, you know, their their psychic abilities, and uh, you know, they, they for the most part, they're all wanting to help other people. And now yeah. you talk about purpose, and does my my purpose make a difference um, in your book? And um, you also get into a little bit about uh, you know a, a better uh, business model and uh, how to succeed by doing good. Can you elaborate on that a little? Yeah, in fact, you know, I, I could give you one of the one of the quotes from the book and, and the film out of all the interview transcripts. When Harry first asked me to to work in the book with him, he he handed me a ten inch pile of transcripts from interviews from all these different people all over the world. And mm-hmm. you know, the one small segment of six words that really that captured so much of it for me and actually just you know, summarizes what you just said there. Mm-hmm. By Professor Robert Quinn. He's a professor at Michigan State Michigan University. And he said that we need to ask ourselves this how do I transcend self interest? Mm-hmm. How do I transcend self-interest? In other words, recognizing it's not just about me anymore. It's about me as connected to you. So all of us are part of the same thing. So it's not just about me anymore. It's not just about what I want and I need for me. It's about what all of us need together. So how do I transcend self-interest so that it's not just about me? And, and what, we're, what we're really trying to get across in the film is that when you find you have a purpose in life, then expand your purpose that little bit to take in on board this. How can I transcend? How do I transcend self-interest? So how can I follow my purpose and align it in such a way that's actually contributing to the lives of other people in the process? Because I guess we can follow what we want to do, but in any particular direction. But if we can just align it, almost like paddler canoes, a little boats into the current by finding how can we make a difference in other people's lives at the same time, then we really are contributing not only to our own fulfillment, but Mm -hmm. to making the world a better place. So applying it to business, you know, two of the people interviewed in the film were uh, John Paul DeJoria, the Mm -hmm. founder of of Paul Mitchell Systems, and we also interviewed Richard Branson, and they were both saying the same thing, that what they they found as a natural evolution themselves is as they've generated more money, you know, what's the point in keeping it all to yourself? One of the things that Jean-Paul Gioria said is that success unshared the failure in, in his book. So what he means is that many these people now spend more than 50% of their time giving back. So 50% of their time uh, using the money that they've generated and using their entrepreneurial skills to make a difference in the world. So Jean-Paul Gioria, for example, set up this entire project where they try to feed half of Appalachia in just a couple of years, and what they're doing is they're giving seeds to and, and equipment and training to all of the people in Appalachia and helping them to grow their own food and grow their own stuff, and then the excess that they don't need to then help other people. So it's like this ripple, this ripple effect, this pay it forward effect. And he and, he and Richard Branson and other business people in the film are suggesting that that type of thing is actually a better business model mm-hmm. because if we don't have a world left, if we destroy the world. You know, by self-service, and, and you know, if we're all, if we just go the way we've been going, then we we, we all destroy the world. So, what's the point in business if there's no world to do business in? Mm-hmm. So an actual better business world is when the business that you're in is somehow in service to other people. I mean, obviously, companies have to make a profit, but not at the expense of people. But how about you can do what you do, but align it with the best interests of other people at the same time? And if that means changing how you do it, then great. And if that means just using your skills and your wealth and resources. I mean, you mentioned all those, you know, this growth in the number of billionaires. How different could the world be if they said, okay, this is far more money than I would ever need. Could I use my skills that I developed that I have the obvious skills and generate lots of money, could I use those skills to change the world in a very positive way? Rather than just shoving it all in the bank because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose it all, how mm-hmm. about I just use some of it and the, the skills that I have, obviously I have money-making skills, can I use those to really improve other people's lives and improve the world? So that's really what we were getting at in that segment of the book and the film. It's almost like a, a cry, cry for help. It, it's trying to inspire the people who have lots of resources to say, look, don't keep them to yourself. 
try to help other people because there's so many people out there that, that really could benefit from your help. And I'm telling you that it, your life will be far, far more fulfilling if you do that than if you just keep it all in the bank to yourself. Um, you go into a little bit more of that in uh, Chapter uh, 7 of the book, How to mm. Be the Change, and you talk about uh, addressing the hypocrite inside. Yeah, and, and you know, part of that is when we, we, we look out in the world and we understand that in many ways the world, you could think of the world as an, as an extension of your own body, if you like, and the stuff that we see in the world... If we, if we can think of that as a, a projection of ourselves, then if we want to change the world, then we have to be really honest with ourselves and honest with who we're actually being. If you see you know, war in the world, then it's not just about complaining that there's a war there. It's looking outside, inside of ourselves and saying, is there a war inside me? You know, am I in conflict with members of my family? Am I in conflict with co-workers? I'm in, am I in conflict with my neighbours? Or am I in conflict with myself? And addressing the issues inside ourselves that we see in the world almost as a projection or that, that the world is somehow correlated with that which is inside ourselves and addressing our own stuff and saying, if, can I change myself for the better so that if I want to see peace in the world, then ultimately that starts with peace in myself. If I want to see more compassion in the world, then the starting point for that is fine is being more compassionate myself. So whatever I see out there, I understand that it really does begin in here. And if I change in here, then what's out there will also begin to change. Mm -hmm. So many of us are in crisis right now, the financially, and um, you know we we're moving into a point of transformation. How do we successfully navigate? that route from crisis to transformation. Yeah, I, I personally feel it's, it's looking for the, I, mean, I guess simple advice for people is they look for opportunities to be more interconnected. <laughs> One of the directions in the, that the world is changing in, now you can think of this purely in spiritual terms, that we're moving towards higher consciousness, which in one way, one aspect of that is recognizing that we're all one. So ultimately we are all interconnected. If you look at it in that kind of way, or even if you just look at it, you look at the world and you see we're far more interconnected on a physical level than ever before through social networking, through we have mobile phones, we have the internet. So you're seeing on a spiritual level higher consciousness being reflected in the interconnectedness in, throughout the planet. So... If we, in our lives, understand that, that this is clearly the direction that the world is moving in, so physically it's moving in that direction, con and consciousness it's moving in that direction. So when we're faced with our own crises, if we can honour this direction, so if I can say, can I honour the interconnectedness in some way? I mean, mm -hmm. for some people that may be completely obvious. For other people, it might be less obvious. And one of the ways, one of the less obvious things might be interconnectedness. The currency for thriving in an interconnected world is empathy. Mm -hmm. You know, because in a sense, in an interconnected world, uh, information flows from person to person, just like electricity flows through a copper wire. So, in a sense, to improve the connection or the flow of the current then we need to relate, better relate to and understand other people. And I would say that the currency for thriving, therefore, in this new cycle, the currency for thriving isn't financial. The currency for thriving is empathy. So in my life, as I'm faced with this challenge, which for all the listeners, we'll, everyone has their own individual challenges, but could we look at our challenges and say, can I show, is this, does this part of the solution Maybe not the entire solution, but does part of the solution involve a little more empathy? Does part of the solution involve a little bit more honouring the interconnectedness so that it's not just about me, but it's about me as interconnected to everyone else? And I think that when we do that, we do find solutions that might not have been open to us before because we weren't looking at them in such a way. Mm -hmm. But if we do look at them in this way, then you find solutions that really weren't available before. But some of these solutions are absolutely wonderful. And it's like you mentioned earlier, your friends were faced with, with financial crises back in 2008, but yeah. now they're in a much better place. And so I, I'm suggesting that we can get to that best place 
if we look at the world in this way and mm-hmm. say, can I foster interconnectedness? Can I be more empathetic here? The crisis could actually be moving us uh, towards the solution. All right, David Hamilton. uh, You can uh, check out the film Choice Point at choicepointmovie.com. We'll see you all on the radio real soon. Be peace, everyone, because peace becomes you. gift that you'd like to share with the world? Then consider broadcasting your message on BTRN. The Bean Talk Radio Network is local, national, and international broadcasting with powerful programs that enlighten minds and change lives. BTRN hosts are passionate about purpose, motivating listeners to confidently move forward in the direction of their dreams. To host a show on BTRN, call 401-640-GIFT. Become a part of the Bean Talk Radio Network today and contribute to positive change tomorrow. We are BTRN, the Bean Talk Radio Network. The best way to predict the future is to create it. The Intuitive Life Coach takes a metaphysical approach to life coaching, identifying root issues, accessing key problems, and formulating a highly effective approach and resolution. Through proven coaching techniques, the Intuitive Life Coach will help you to move confidently in the direction of your dreams. Author, counselor, teacher, Ron Ash is the Intuitive Life Coach. Call 424-777-LAWS or connect online at theintuitivelifecoach.me. Psychic medium Catherine Glass has a delightfully pleasing, empathetic approach that significantly contributes to her ability to advise, heal, and guide. Allow Catherine Glass to help you resolve life's issues through spirit communication, psychic intuitive readings, or reconnective healing. Be inspired by Catherine Glass Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Being Talk Radio Network. Counselor, healer, teacher, Catherine Glass. Psychic Medium, 978-369-9228 or catherineglass.com. Bridge the gap between Earth and the spiritual plane of existence. Join author and psychic medium Joseph Labrudo III on a multi-dimensional journey of transformation every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on Being with Ron Ash. Communicate with a deceased loved one, the Ascended Masters, spirit guides, angels, and other spiritual beings, or ask Joseph about your career, relationship, or life path. There is more to life than what we know. Find the answers at www.psychicmediumjoseph.com. Reach out and communicate with your loved ones on earth and in spirit via Diane Gian Lorenzo. Join Diane Gian Lorenzo, spirit communicator for humans and animals, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Bean Talk Radio Network. Accurate, therapeutic, healing. Call Diane Gian Lorenzo, pet psychic, at 386-308-1356 or visit dianegianlorenzo.com. Capture the essence of the moment. Discover the possibilities for your future. The Tarot Life Coach uses an ancient form of counseling known as the Tarot to help you find the answers to life's many questions from an intuitive, spiritual perspective. Join psychic medium Tanya Melendez for the Tarot Life Coach, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Being Talk Radio Network. Romance, career, finance. Find the answers at www.tarotlifecoach.com. Are you seeking guidance and clarity in your life? Internationally known psychic medium Sherry Hobson can guide you to a brighter future. Access your Akashic records revealing soul patterns that will help enable you to change your life or connect to your angelic guidance, spirit guides, or those who have crossed over. Schedule your private session today at 760-521-2027 or at sherryhobson.com. True knowledge evokes wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge in practice. Selective knowledge facilitates error. In spirit is truth. Darshini in spirit will help you find the answers you seek. Darshini 
sees. Internationally renowned clairvoyant and spiritual guide Darshini has a refreshingly honest and candid style that contributes greatly to her ability to counsel, heal, and guide. Motivational speaker, author, teacher. Experience Darshini in spirit at 714-348-9994. Visit darshini-inspirit.com. Mark Analik serves as a full channel, a perpetual conduit linking earthbound souls with those residing in spirit. Learn the significance of life lessons while revealing your life's purpose and step into your magnificence through the abilities of Mark Analik. Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern on the Being Talk Radio Network. Realize your highest truth through the assistance of Mark Analik. 954-647-0914. MarkAnalik at gmail.com. Experience the power of being. Join author and intuitive life counselor Ron Ash on an infinite journey of enlightenment. Being explores the various modalities associated with self-help and spirituality. Master divine guidance. Connect to source energy and expand your consciousness. For a complete list of our affiliate stations and showtimes, visit beingwithronash.com. 